everyone and welcome back to Air Magique. Let's talk about the most magical place in Europe. I'm Eric and this is the episode for the third week of July. So yes, today Niels from At Capturing Disney Parks and I will be chatting all about the best super secret insider only Disneyland Paris hacks to get the most out of your day at the parks. Niels, it's so great to have you back. Hi Eric, well I'm happy to be back to talk about more magical things, so let's get started. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys, so much has been happening at Disneyland Paris. Let's take a look at the news before we get into those hacks though. So the popcorn stand near Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril roller coaster has gotten a refreshed design and it fits in really nicely with the area. And speaking of Indiana Jones, the single rider queue testing is back. Now it's not available every day but rather sporadically and on and off until September 1st. So hopefully Disneyland Paris will be able to keep it in and maximize capacity at the ride and possibly decrease some wait times for park goers. I don't know. What do you think about this, Niels? Yeah, I think it's a great move to add more single rider possibilities. It's maximizing capacity indeed, which the park definitely could use since it only became more crowded last couple of years, uh, in my opinion. Totally. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and especially now with the summer holiday season starting and a lot of closures in the studio. So although I'm not a roller coaster fan myself, I only do Big Thunder in Paris. <laughs> I definitely encourage this uh, this move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, for me, like every ride could have single rider. I don't care what it is. Yeah. If it's Dumbo's flying elephants, I don't care. Get me single rider on there. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely most definitely hope they keep it going. So the new RERA train station entrance has just opened near Disney Village parking structure. It's looking modern and sleek with some subtle Disney silhouette graphic accents here and there. And it's definitely a welcome upgrade to the resort hub. So that's really cool. Despite Rock and Roller Coaster closing on September 1st for its redesign, or better yet, its retheme, it's an Iron Man based attraction. The path leading to the show building won't close. And this is because both the Blockbuster Cafe and the restaurant The Stars will remain open until the end of September. It's gonna feel pretty empty and sad back there until the Marvel retheme construction finishes up. Yeah. But on a positive note, the massive crane that's needed to build the new Spider Man attraction show building is being assembled and actually it's almost I think it's complete now by the time this episode airs I'm sure it's complete now and they'll already have the building up <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding you guys but still <laughs> it's very exciting and to see that things are happening there and the Spider-Man attraction is getting on its way and the big Mickey Wizards hat on the animation celebration building is also getting a fresh coat of blue paint so it's looking a lot fresher than before in hotel news, eco-friendly refillable wall soap dispensers have arrived in many Disney hotel rooms. So far, I've been seeing reports of them at Disneyland's Newport Bay Club and at the Hotel Cheyenne, although I'm pretty sure that the Hotel Santa Fe will follow pretty soon as well. The shower gels have been getting good reviews as well and apparently rock a mild citrusy scent. Parkgoers at the premium hotels will also get a mini conditioner bottle and hand soap. I, for one, am super happy about this, not only because we're helping reduce plastic waste, yay! <laughs> I know those little balls are super adorable and I love them too with the Mickey ears, but also there was like never enough soap in those little bottles. I, I know my husband and I, we always had to run back to the front desk to get more because like I myself would use two bottles. So <laughs> it was never enough. <laughs> so it's great. It just saves you a bit of trouble. There's a lot of liquid in those dispensers, a lot of shampoo, a lot of shower gel. So I'm really happy about that. The upcoming occupants of the former post office space in Marne-la-Vallée train station, that's the one that's right next to the park entrance, you guys, have been announced. So it's going to be a Starbucks and a Brioche Dorée, which for those of you who don't know, I don't know that myself, <laughs> the latter is a French chain of bakery cafe restaurants. So, I mean, Starbucks and a bakery always work really well at a train station. So I'm sure those are going to do quite well, especially in the mornings with park goers, hungry park goers coming from the train ready to get their first coffee of the morning. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Right? And more yeah. Starbucks is always great. Eh? <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. Like, you can never have enough. You can never have enough. Exactly. <laughs> the rhythms of the Pride Lands Lion King show is now in full swing and looks so spectacular, you guys. You can catch it live over at Disneyland Paris' new Frontierland Theater. 
Or you can catch a quote-unquote exclusive screening, it's so bizarre, you guys, of the Rhythms of the Pride Lands show over at the Studio Theater on the other side of the resort, you know, in uh, Walt Disney Studios Park. So if you happen to be over there and you're like, I don't want to see this show live, I'd rather see a tape, <laughs> or you happen to get lost or incredibly <laughs> bored, you, like honestly, you guys, you can really save yourself some time and just watch it at home on the official YouTube channel. We've been getting some reports that the screening, so not the live show, want to make that clear, the live show is getting really great reviews and nobody's leaving, but just the screening over at the studio's parks has been seeing a very high number of walkouts. So I guess some park goers expected a live show or something and really just got the projection. So <laughs> poor cast members had a lot of work to do with their flashlights trying to get folks to the doors in the dark theater. <laughs> yeah, poor cast members indeed. <laughs> I bet their flash, uh, flashlight batteries are dead by now. <laughs> but I think it's a bit weird indeed to have a preview for other shows that are running somewhere else in the resort, especially since... This is a big ass uh, theater, not just some kind of walk-in mini cinema or well, something like that. So last month there were Toy Story 4 previews running in the same theater, but mm -hmm. that's more interesting to see, I guess. You couldn't see the movie in cinemas yet, and it was clearly a yeah. preview of something you couldn't do or see in the parks. So I do like the idea that this theater is in use all year, but yeah, and it adds some capacity to the studios, but it's yeah not the right thing um, well to offer just a, a screening of some show that is running in the parks. Definitely. But maybe something simple like a screen-based Lion King sing-along show would have been a better idea then. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a free tip, uh, Disney. <laughs> really like anything. As this is so bizarre to me because this is something that you can see for real right next door, which yeah. is so much better. But like for me, I personally, I totally agree that I love that they're using the theater, but I wish they would have been using it for something else. Like maybe bring in an old 3D attraction mm -hmm. like Captain EO, <laughs> which we just spoke about on WhatsApp or, yeah. <laughs> uh, or the old Cinemagique attraction that's been closed down. Yeah. Just anything. Just, you know. Yeah. When I, there are no seasonal shows, just... Well, bringing back one of the older shows then, yeah. Yeah, like if it's a budget restraint, I mean, you know, they have those shows lying around in the archives. So mm -hmm. I think for a fairly low budget, you could bring those back. Maybe not even completely, but halfway like anything. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> In other bizarre news, at Disney Village, the World of Toy Store has become a clothing store. So, World of Clothes? <laughs> Maybe it'll get a rebrand sometime because the name makes zero sense at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Welcome that's... to the World of Toys. Would you like to buy some t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty strange indeed. Uh, I guess Disney is trying to maximize sales based on some research or maybe this is the research yeah, maybe <laughs> to discover what sells best in, the, <laughs> in this place. But well, anyway, Disney Village will get the big overhaul as announced, although we still don't have a timing. But I can imagine that this whole section of slightly outdated stores will be demolished and well make room for more modern shopping experiences so um, oh, yeah. i'm really looking forward to that yeah me too <laughs> let's see what happens then uh, yeah but this is uh, a strange uh, move indeed yeah i mean it's just so weird i guess if you don't look at the sign or the name of the story you won't notice anything odd but no. if you're like strolling along and you're like oh hey world of toys and you see the sign and you walk in expecting some awesome Disney toys and merch and you're like, oh wait, this is all clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's already a clothes store next door, so... Yeah, all the clothes, um, all the clothes, yeah. all the clothes everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess we're seeing Disney tipping its toe in the, the new Disney Village because we've been seeing a Hard Rock Cafe pop-up store. So their so-called rock shop has opened over at Disney Village. It's a pop-up container and it's going to be there until November 30th. Now... Some of you may ask, why would they open a rock shop right down smack in the middle of Disney Village? Well, it's likely they're doing this to measure interest for a future venue in the remodeled Disney Village, which would be very exciting. Yeah. I'm a huge Hard Rock Cafe fan. For me, that would be the best thing ever. It's kind of funny because having grown up with the Orlando parks as well, I've always associated the Hard Rock Cafe with Universal Studios City Walk. Hmm. Yeah, either way, I guess, if you didn't grow up with that or you just love the Hard Rock Cafe, like I do, like, honestly, I don't even care, you guys. I want it at Disney Village. I want it at Universal Studios. Give it to me everywhere. <laughs> it's really awesome. They have great food. I'm curious about whether Planet Hollywood and Hard Rock Cafe 
will work together in a very close proximity, or whether they're considering replacing Planet Hollywood with the Hard Rock Cafe because they both offer really similar concepts and menus. So that'll be kind of interesting to see what happens there. But if they change Planet Hollywood to a similar one as in Disney Springs over um, at Orlando, then... um that it could work as that is a different concept and it will be like two different restaurants then. Yeah, you think you think it would be different enough to like have its own kind of niche? I think it would be very possible, yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, one has the music props, the other has the movie props. Yeah. <laughs> and the menus are just so, yeah, they're so similar. And like they both have the fajitas, they both have the cocktails and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they both uh, serve the, the Coke float for me, then, <laughs> then I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, personally, sure, I'll ha- I'll take both. I'll take both. The more the merrier. I think it's great to have a selection and maybe one day you're feeling more movie and the next day you're feeling more hard rock. So, it's yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> Last but not least, new cast member outfits made their appearance at Disney's Newport Bay Club Hotel. Going hand in hand with its recent refurbishment, stylistic inspirations draw from the latter Victorian and early Edwardian times. The costumes were designed in Paris, ooh, hot couture, (laughs) and were in development for over two years in collaboration with Walt Disney Imagineering. I think they look absolutely gorgeous and and really high quality. I mean, the stitching I saw in those photos, it looks really great. I think it's... Some of the best Disney cast member outfits that are out there right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. And it really fits the hotel. Uh, totally. Uh, yeah. no, and Disney's Newport Bay Club is gorgeous. For you, as you don't know, it's got this nautical theme. It sits right in front of the lake. It's... Yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) Besides the Disneyland Hotel right at the park, this is definitely one of the most gorgeous hotels on property in Disneyland Paris. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And now for the main event, you guys, Niels and myself have worked really, really hard to come up with these awesome hacks for you guys. I'm really excited. So let's get right into it and start off with rides and attractions. So attractions are definitely one of the main draws at the parks. One of the main reasons why I come to the parks. Come for the rides and stay for the beautiful scenery and atmospherics. Now, if you, like me, want to get in as many rides as possible, having a good game plan is an excellent way to go about it. The attractions that consistently see the highest wait times are Crush's Coaster, Ratatouille the Adventure, Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster over at Walt Disney Studios Park, and of course, Rock and Roller Coaster. Only until September, and then we have to say goodbye for just a little bit until we get our Iron Man re-theme. Yeah. <laughs> over at Disneyland Paris, you can expect to find really high wait times on Big Thunder Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, Space Mountain, and Star Tours. Now, character meet and greets are also a huge, huge draw, and Niels will give you guys the big scoop on those in just a bit here. It's also good to keep in mind that both parks have different operating hours. Walt Disney Studios Park usually closes before Disneyland Park. So a trend I've been noticing while stalking the Disneyland Paris app is that folks usually start their day out over at Walt Disney Studios Park. So you'll see higher wait times at Walt Disney Studios Parks in the morning than you will at Disneyland Park. And over at Walt Disney Studios Park, they also tend to drop off a little bit after 3 p.m. So, uh, yeah, the different operating hours provide another opportunity. Sometimes there are seasons running in Walt Disney Studios Park with a nighttime show. But since the studios usually close earlier, you might be able to watch a nighttime spectacular in the studios first, like the Star Wars one or Goofy's Christmas celebration last year. And then quickly move over to Disneyland Park to see their nighttime show as well, which currently is Illuminations, of course. So that's another opportunity provided by the different operating hours. Oh, that is such a good tip. Yeah, definitely. It's always good to keep track of the show times as well, because those shows are spectacular. Like, I love yeah, them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Two other factors that should definitely be accounted for is extra magic hours. If you stay at an on-property hotel in Disneyland Paris, extra magic time means that as a Disney hotel guest, you can enter the parks at 8.30 a.m. instead of the regular 10 a.m. slot. So this is a really excellent chance to get in a few extra rides before the local crowds hit and is one of the major advantages to staying on site. Another thing to factor in is that some attractions feature a single rider entrance. This will usually save you some time. Now, as the name implies, your party will be separated, meaning that each of you will be riding in a separate vehicle. 
So this might not be a good option for families with children, but is great if you're traveling with a bunch of teenagers, young adults, or your adult friends. Yeah, you're, you're right about it. I usually ride Ratatouille a couple of times as a single rider when my family uh, seeks big thrills. Uh, <laughs> it's really amazing as I usually board in five to 10 minutes while the regular waiting time is like 60 to 90. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's also uh, pretty strange that most of the single Single rider lines are available in the studios. Uh, it's like, true. Uh, Toy Soldiers uh, Parachute Drop, RC yeah. Racer, um, Crush's Coaster, I believe, and Ratatouille, then, of course. So, yeah. And in the Disneyland Park, I think it's only Space Mountain. Yeah, that's, uh, I think. And Indiana Jones, now that they're testing it, but who knows how long ah, that will go Jones on for. Yeah. yeah. I can yeah. imagine, especially with Ratatouille yeah. being a more family oriented ride, that the single rider queue there is especially advantageous because people don't want to get separated from their children, which no. makes sense. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's such a great tip. And those single rider queues, they spoil you rotten because you get used to waiting only like 10 minutes and you're like, oh, okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then you get into the regular <laughs> queue and you're like, oh, 60 minutes. I spent 10 minutes waiting for this earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a great feature. Yeah. So now that we've gotten all that out of the way, here's a sample game plan that I usually go by when I start the day off at Disneyland Park. So it's 8.30 a.m. and you're right at the gate, ready to go. <laughs> First walk down Main Street and head straight through the castle into Fantasyland to Peter Pan's flight. By the way, don't worry about wasting precious magic hours time taking pictures at this point with the castle. You can get some of the best lighting at twilight. So check your preferred weather app and take those lovely photos just before sunset to get that gorgeous colorful sky and that beautiful lighting. It's, yeah. it's really, really nice. After Peter Pan's flight, head directly to Big Thunder Mountain. Now, if you walk quickly, oh, and please don't run, you guys, be safe. <laughs> you should be able to get in line without too bad a wait at this point. After leaving Big Thunder Mountain, head on over to Phantom Manor just because it's nearby or to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Then head on over to Discoveryland and do Buzz Lightyear's, and last but not least, Space Mountain using the single rider queue. And remember, it's always worth checking the Disneyland Paris app to see which attraction has the lowest wait times. Now, my recommended game plan for Walt Disney Studios Park would be, again, be there right when the gate opens at 8.30am, and head directly to your right to Crush's Coaster, and honestly you guys, this one fills up super quick, so walk quickly and efficiently directly over to that attraction without any stops, because after about 15 minutes, <laughs> Crush's Coaster is rocking a 50 minute wait time. Yeah, it's craziness. Yeah. After Crush's Coaster, head to either the Tower of Terror or Ratatouille the Adventure if you prefer something a little bit less thrilling, a little bit more chill. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the attractions that usually fill up. And last but not least, the Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. After that, it's worth doubling back to Crush's Coaster to see if the single rider queue has been opened up. By the way, you guys, single rider is not always operational. Once the regular queue is reaching, well, maybe a 30 to 40 minute wait, single rider will usually be opened up but again i've seen the queue where the single rider wait is exactly the same at least posted as the regular queue and it might even take longer because crushes coaster has these four carts and a lot of people will come in pairs or groups of four so if you're lucky you get a group of three and then you can squeeze on in there but yeah just just be aware yeah. of that <laughs> now a good thing to keep in mind for walt disney studios park is that there are also single rider queues for rc racer toon studio toy soldiers parachute drop both of which can save you a considerable amount of time honestly the best experience i've had with single rider is over in japan those are always insanely low for some reason so there was a two plus hour wait for the indiana jones attraction and we got on in like five minutes it was it was really good wow. other than yeah. that i would say the european single rider queues get as busy as the american ones so if you've been to walt disney world you'll know what to expect in disneyland paris now another option to consider at disneyland paris is the fast pass so there are free fast passes you can get the classic paper printout fast pass over at fast pass kiosks that are usually located near a fast pass enabled attraction the process is quite simple you just hold your ticket up to the fast pass kiosk scanner and it will print out a fast pass ticket with your designated return time slot you know you just show up within the time frame and skip the regular queue over at Walt Disney Studios, the attractions that are most worth getting a fast pass for are Ratatouille the Adventure and the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. 
Over at Disneyland Park, Big Thunder Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight, and Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters should be the Fast Pass priority. Also worth noting is that you can get multiple free Fast Passes in one day. Once your first Fast Pass slot time is reached, you can immediately get another one. Of course, depending on how busy the day is, you might be only getting one or you might be getting several, which is really cool. <laughs> so I've managed yeah. to get six in one day, which was really exciting. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a good day. <laughs> yeah. Or after two hours, yeah, you, you, you can also get your next Fast Pass. So if your first pass has a time slot longer than two hours from the moment you collect tickets, then you can obtain your next one after two hours already. Really? Yeah. And, and it's actually oh. indicated on the pass uh, that you that. collect. Really? small <laughs> letters <laughs> it's the fine print indeed yeah but uh, usually it's on there oh, yeah. the devil's in the details yes oh. yeah <laughs> and i also would like to add that the indiana jones coaster uh, offers fast pass and in that specific case it seems that the fast pass system is not connected to the other ones so that means that you can get a fast pass while holding others for the indiana jones uh, right i'm not sure how long this will work though but uh, it's a pretty cool oh hack i think oh my gosh that is such a big hack i didn't know that that's insanity <laughs> yeah, wow try it next time yeah oh okay so you can get some rides in on indiana jones and also have a fast pass at the same time for something else <gasps> yeah maybe you can get eight in one day you're spoiling us niels you're spoiling <laughs> Uh, wow, that's that's crazy. I wonder how long that's going to stay. Probably because it's Disneyland Paris until the very end. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <yeah>. cool. <laughs> and another tip here, when a ride closes due to well, uh, technical problems or uh, bad weather, you may still use your fast pass at a later time the same day, unless the attraction doesn't reopen, of course. But just go back to the cast member at the entrance of the uh, ride and they will usually uh, allow you uh, to ride. My ride was broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's very true. It's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely don't throw yeah. those fast passes away you guys if the ride was no. broken yeah <laughs> take it back <laughs> sometimes you can even ask a new fast pass for the next day if you're still there and uh, the ride doesn't uh, reopen in time nice yeah so on my last trip, we were there on an insanely busy Saturday. So Tuesdays to Thursdays are usually the calmest days to visit, by the way. And the FastPass Ultimate really saved our day on that Saturday. So FastPass Ultimate is a paid premium FastPass experience similar to what Universal Studios offers in its parks worldwide. And there are rumors that Walt Disney World will be implementing something very similar soon in Orlando as well. If you know the park is going to be crazy busy, it might very well be worth investing in a FastPass Ultimate or one of the other three paid FastPass options as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's a pretty complex chart online telling you what each FastPass category is valid for, but I'll put a link in the show notes so I won't bore you guys with those details. Yeah, definitely saved my booty on my last trip. We rode Big Thunder Mountain so many times <laughs> and there were two <laughs> hour waits and we were just going on there nonstop. So, oh yeah, that's yeah, great. It was yeah. really a lot of fun. My last tip is for Big Thunder Mountain. So there are actually two lines that are split as soon as you enter the roofed portion of the queue. Yeah. So be sure to always choose the emptier side. A lot of people think that it's well, I'm assuming that a lot of people think that it's not open or they just stand on the side where the, well, they're, they're just following the train of people, right? They're just right. standing <laughs> behind people and you're, you don't really pay attention. So this has easily saved myself 20 minutes of waiting in line on multiple occasions. You just, you know, either the right side is full or the left side is full and you just split off into the side, which is where there are less people. And you can <laughs> walk so far past all those folks and they're all giving you the evil eye, but you're not doing anything wrong. It's legit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and usually yeah. you'll find people standing on that side as well, just a bit further down. So yeah, save yourself some time. Yeah, that's a great tip. As I experienced that myself as well, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. And if I may add one last tip uh, here totally. for the rides, that's the baby switch possibility. When you are into thrill rides while visiting the parks with uh, young ones, you might want to make use of baby switch. It allows adults to line up once and then ride the attraction separately, whilst the other watches over the kid or kids and and when the rider gets back in the boarding area, he or she switches places with the other adult. So just indicate that you want to use baby switch to the greeting cast member at the entrance and um, yeah, could make use of it in rides like Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, Indiana Jones. It's such a great service. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think also in studios at Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster at the moment. This is not Disney related specifically, but I just remember at Universal Studios, I saw the baby switch uh, area and they were just playing Harry Potter. 
on the TV screen. I don't know. Because you have mm-hmm. a kid. Have you sat no. in one of those baby switch areas? Do they have like designated areas no. at Disneyland Paris? Or no. is it just like you're standing to the side? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But still, it's I still think good. I saw once people waiting in the disability uh, area. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely a great thing to keep in mind if you have kids, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about some of the entertainment meals. Yeah. Well, it's time for entertainment indeed. Um, <laughs> one of the. <laughs> finally. One of the elements. <laughs> finally. One of the elements that make Disney parks quite unique, well, at least in my opinion, is the very broad entertainment offering uh, besides just classic rides. It varies from character meet and greets and parades to streetmosphere, stage shows, and of course, nighttime spectaculars. Let's start with getting access to the program when you arrive at one of the parks. Open up the official Disneyland Paris smartphone app or grab a printed copy of the program, which you can usually find uh, in the uh, entrance areas of uh, both parks. The program is a handy tool to plan your character meet and greets, shows and parades and some other seasonal entertainment that might be there. As a lot of entertainment is only available at select times, so make sure to choose your must-dos at the start of the day and plan around those happenings. So let's start with the characters. Usually those are announced in the program, but don't be surprised to see any other characters popping up during the day. Most character meet and greets have a line and a cast member managing the crowd. Um, (laughs) And just like you mentioned, characters are quite popular. So definitely. And no fast passes, right? No, (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) not. (laughs) Yeah, so expect similar wait times for rides. When meeting characters, they will interact with you. You can take a picture or ask them to sign an autograph. And a lot of people collect character autographs and most shops in the park sell really nice autograph books too. But you can go more original, of course, and use other things like a t-shirt, comic book, or well, any other Disney souvenir you like. Oh yeah, and note that some characters can't sign autographs like Buzz Lightyear, who has a stamp. (laughs) (laughs) And some even don't sign at all, but well, most do. (laughs) So it's a great way to, well, do some character meet and greets and uh, collect those. Also good to know, um, every now and then characters go away for a couple of minutes to take a break. Cast members will close the queue line when capacity is reached. So yeah, it might be the program says that you're in time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the line is already filled up. And in the Disneyland park, some character meet and greets are already available during extra magic time. So that is an opportunity to uh, well, <laughs> maybe meet your favorite characters already before official opening. In the Studios Park, Disney uses the Lamberty app, which is a separate app that you need to download to make character reservations. So, well, maybe that is some kind of fast pass then. <laughs> <laughs> which makes the wait short, but you have to be in the park early to snack a time slot before they're all gone. And the Lamberty app only works when you're actually in the park, so <laughs> no cheating there. The program indicates which characters need a reservation and how to get the app. So yeah, be be aware of that. Oh, that's so interesting. I've never even heard of this no? before. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's the system that they also use for the Disney pin collectors to make reservations of their new exclusive pin releases. Wow. Yeah, but it's not a Disney app. It's just some generic reservation app uh, that works on location base. Blowing yeah. my mind here, Niels. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> then I would like to briefly chat about Disney photographers as sometimes a Disney photographer is available at the character meet and greet to take some professional pictures. In the program you can see a photo pass icon when a photographer should be available. After the meet and greet you get a card with a barcode to claim your picture at select shops which is quite pricey. (laughs) (laughs) But if you would like to have multiple pictures including those of the rides then I would advise to purchase a so-called photo pass which you can get from a couple of shops in the parks and at the photo counter and the attractions that have an on-ride picture. I think those passes are around 75 euros nowadays and valid for 10 days in a row. So yeah, it's a good deal if you want to have a couple of pictures and then you can download all your digital pictures via the PhotoPass website and also, well, in a lower quality uh, via the PhotoPass app on your smartphone. (laughs) Oh, and you can also get those at your hotel gift shops. Just just remember it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So you can indeed have a look at your pictures at the end of the day uh, and don't waste your time in the parks. Yeah, that's true. And note that there is also a year-round photo pass that is included in the Infinity Annual Pass, while the Magic Plus and Magic Flex Annual Pass holders can get a year-round version for, I think, around 60, 65 euros. 
So that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, and, if you have um, the annual pass anyway, the ultimate version, I mean, it's such a nice yeah, add-on. Exactly. Yeah. It's so cool. And maybe it's even worth considering an annual pass if you're really into pictures. Considering that just the regular photo pass already costs 75 euro, that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money, but well, at least you get some professional pictures. So that's, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And you get the really cool on-ride photos, which can be really funny and super embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Scared faces yeah. <laughs> all over the place yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to the parades there are two types of parades actually the the year-round daily parades and possible seasonal parades like the halloween and christmas ones always check the app or program for parade times the seasonal parades are usually in the afternoon and a bit shorter than the daily one usually the daily parade which currently is the 25th anniversary stars on parade runs around 5 30 p.m and it starts from Fantasyland next to It's a Small World and goes via Central Plaza all the way through Main Street USA and then ends on Town Square close to the park entrance. So be aware that if you choose a spot on Town Square, the parade will reach you about 15 to 20 minutes later. But what's the best time to choose your spot and what is that best spot? So usually people claim their spot already 30 to even 60 minutes before the parade starts. If the parade is a top priority for you, then you should be really early. <laughs> yeah, camp out. <laughs> yeah. I personally prefer a spot close to It's a Small World as it's the starting location. So you can do some fantasy land rides right after the parade came by, while lots of other people are still waiting to see the parade elsewhere. And you can also watch it from the outdoor small world waiting area. True. If a cast member allows you. <laughs> Most times, uh, well, I've been there, it, it was allowed. It's on that little hill, so you have a great view over the floats. And afterwards, you can directly enter the world's happiest boat ride. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a tip there. That's such a good hack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And one more tip here is that Tuesday is Tuesday guest star day. So around half an hour before the parade starts, a special character or sometimes multiple characters We'll come by together with some dancers as some kind of pre-show. It's not mentioned in the program and it's also a surprise who will be the guest star, but uh, it's a nice extra if you're there uh, on a Tuesday. Definitely. So let's talk about nighttime spectacular then. Yeah, yeah, usually people talk about the fireworks, but it's far more than that. So I prefer to talk about nighttime spectaculars. <laughs> in the Disneyland park, you have the daily show at closing time which could be really late during the summer season, for instance, uh, when the park closes at 11 p.m. The show is a combination of film projections on the castle, lights, fountains, lasers, some flames. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Music, fireworks, of course. And the current Disney Illumination shows last for around 20 minutes. Sometimes there are nighttime shows in the Studios Park too, like during the Star Wars and the Christmas seasons of last year. And Disney currently uses the production courtyard stage and the Tower of Terror as well, the main show area for those. But I guess we will get even more nighttime shows in the studios when the park extension with a huge lake yes. already prepared for uh, nighttime spectaculars will be ready in a few years. So that will be really exciting. Yeah, I mean, we might even get an awesome lake show. I mean, they're preparing yeah. a lake for that, but we're getting ahead yeah. of ourselves. So, uh, yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then we can have, let's say, two nighttime spectaculars every day in Please. both parks. So that would be great. <laughs> so just like the parades, be sure to claim the best spots early, uh, let's say around 45 to maybe 60 minutes already before the show starts. Disney Illuminations could be best seen from Central Plaza, the area in front of the castle. And of course, the closer, the less people in front of you, but a little bit further away, let's say Casey's corner level, is better to oversee all the projections and fireworks, I think. So yeah, maybe uh, don't choose the really front uh, <laughs> positions. <laughs> so what's your strategy, Eric, to watch uh, Illuminations? You know, sometimes when I'm feeling very hungry <laughs> i stand very much to the center of main street but pretty far back and you can still have a really good view of the castle and the fireworks it might be a bit harder to see some of the details on on the projections yeah. of the castle but if you're kind of familiar with the show and you just want to casually enjoy it mm -hmm. or this is your second time watching it and you're there for the thrill of it, yeah. this might be worth keeping in mind just to stand a little bit further back but towards the center and that way you can be one of the first people out of the park and one of the first people heading into Disney Village should get a good spot, a good yeah. table. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that's a great idea indeed, especially if you already saw the show well, a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, yeah, it's great to see something and then... Uh, yeah, just relive well, it a little bit. Be and out then, of the park yeah. as soon as possible. <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> 
So next I would like to talk about the uh, Infinity Annual Pass, which is the most premium and expensive one of the <laughs> four pass <laughs> versions. As Infinity Pass holders can reserve a spot in a preferred viewing area to enjoy Disney illuminations, but also Disney stars on parade and some seasonal outdoor shows on the production courtyard stage. Yeah, there's a limited number of places available and reservations must be made up to 15 days and no less than 24 hours before the day of visit. Reservations can be made via a special website or dedicated phone line, I believe. But note that it's for the Infinity Pass holders only that uh, can get this VIP seating. So no additional guests uh, are allowed. Sad, hashtag sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And besides the Infinity Annual Pass, there's another card that provides benefits uh, to guests like the MasterCard, as Disneyland Paris and MasterCard have a partnership. Holders of a MasterCard can enjoy a special treatment by visiting City Hall or Studio Services on the day of their visit. And benefits include reserved places in a selection of shows. Think of Mickey and the Magician and the stunt show in the studios, but also the shows in the studio theater like the Marvel Superheroes United show during the recently closed uh, Marvel season. You can only use one MasterCard and make one reservation for a maximum of four companions. And I talked to a cast member who told me that there are only 23 out of 1,500 seats available for oh. MasterCard holders <laughs> <laughs> per show of the well, the Mickey and the Magician uh, performance, for example. So make sure to be at City Hall or Studio Services as early as possible, like at early magic time, <laughs> <laughs> as availability is really limited. But uh, yeah, I, I've tried to get MasterCard reservations, I think, four times now now and I was lucky one time mm-hmm. so we got some great center seats pretty close to the stage for the Marvel nice. show so it was really cool yeah other MasterCard benefits are a sixth hour for free when you book a five hour VIP tour <laughs> which I never did myself unfortunately or when you book a guided tour you can get a direct access to one attraction of your choice as a, as a bonus that's cool but even without the MasterCard benefit I would definitely recommend a tour if you have enough time, of course, uh, I've done a guided tour through both parks and I really loved it. As a cast member takes you through the lens, tells something about history, fun facts, while pointing out some great details like the meaning of numbers on buildings in Main Street. And I even got a, a little test after the Disneyland Park tour and I received a pin <laughs> as a reward. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty cool. I'm getting hungry of all that talking, Eric, so... (laughs) Oh my gosh, there are a lot of eats available at Disneyland Paris. Now, if you really want to save time and get the most out of the park itself, as in get as many rides as possible on Big Thunder Mountain, (laughs) (laughs) then definitely head to a quick service location to get an early lunch before the prime time. So a great time to check out a quick service location is between 11.30 and 11.45. Now, I know that's super early, but... The lines will be super short, you guys, and you'll get your food pretty much right away. Yeah, that's great. Kind of avoid the 12 until 3 in the afternoon slot. That's when it usually gets pretty busy. But around 4 p.m. until 5 p.m., the lines will drop off again, and then we'll be back for dinner around the 5 to 7 p.m. slot. It'll be really full again for people getting hungry for their dinner. (laughs) So really, my tip is if you're worried about time and waiting in line, have your lunch or dinner outside of the primetime dining hours at a quick service location. Now, a quick service location specifically that I would like to mention is Toad Hall is a little bit less busy than other locations. And Toad Hall is located over in Fantasyland. So if the park is insanely busy or you're just in or near the area, it might be worth checking out and save yourself some time. Yeah, I agree. It's a bit hidden in the back, yeah. but they have really good uh, fish and chips. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the downside is that it's a small place, so the seating area is limited in capacity. But uh, That's true. Yeah, I like that place. That's true. It's yeah. also really cute, honestly. Like It's got this very yeah. nice kind of like English vibe going on. <laughs> it's it's yeah, very cute. With some nice Mr. Toad uh, details. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cute. If you're a frog lover, this place is for you anyway. I mean, I just... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, they should have uh, not fish and chips, but fried frog and uh, chips, maybe. <laughs> the frog legs from Japan that are still twerking on your table. <laughs> if you've got a bit more time to spare, definitely try one of the amazing sit-down restaurants at Disneyland Paris. And you guys, be sure to get reservations ahead of time. You can do so two months before your visit. And while it's a bit more relaxed than at Walt Disney World, Make your reservations as early as possible, at least 
three weeks in advance is best. Really, the sooner the better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you can also reserve select table and buffet restaurants by phone or in some countries via the Disneyland Paris website or app. Yeah, that's true. So that's great that they have that these days. Yeah. In Germany, we just got the, the online reservations, which I'm really happy about. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm using it from Holland, uh, I think, for half a year now or maybe a little bit longer, but uh, it works pretty well. And I even made some dining reservations <laughs> from the Big Thunder uh, queue for, nice. well, let's say, uh, five or ten minutes uh, later. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's really great that you can do that. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you never know. If somebody cancels their reservation last minute, you might get something same day. And that could save you a lot of time waiting. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, definitely just keep checking. And you can also visit City Hall in the Disneyland Park or guest services at the studios to, to make your reservations if you uh, don't have access to the app or website. Uh, while being in the parks. Now, something awesome you won't find out at Walt Disney World, but at Disneyland Paris, is Captain Jack's restaurant, which is located inside of the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction and Walt's on Main Street, which is Everyman's Club 33. Be sure to check those out if you're in the mood for a nice, calm, sit-down meal to just take a breather from your busy day at the parks. Both Walt's and Captain Jack's restaurant feature some of the most amazing theming at the parks with so many details to look at. They're they're really worth your while, you guys. They're so nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And But just be aware that Walt's is pretty expensive. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the, yes. It's delicious and it looks very Instagrammable, but uh, it's... Um, it yeah, is um, it's Cuisine Nouveau with some very Nouveau prices to come along. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. It, it's something special. Like, if you have a special occasion, a birthday, whatever. It's a really nice place to go to. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention are the special packages that Disneyland Paris offers over its official website. So right now, for example, they were offering 25% off the regular room rate plus free dining. So sorry, I know that sounded kind of like an ad read and I promise this is not sponsored <laughs> at all. We're not getting anybody at all. <laughs> we're spending all our own money there. <laughs> Usually the rooms tend to be a bit pricier when you book them directly over the official website. However, recently when I compared it to Booking.com and some other hotel booking platforms, which usually offer some better rates than over the official site, well, it really didn't make much of a difference for the dates we were planning on visiting and factoring in how much dinner usually costs to people, it was more affordable for us to book it over the official website. So my hack for you guys is before booking your hotel over a third party website, just to check and see if Disneyland Paris has got some special discount or promotion going on. It really might be worth your while. Oh, and if you're looking for some counter service restaurants that aren't the usual burger and fries type meal, check out Hakuna Matata. It's an African restaurant in Adventureland and Fuente del Oro, Mexican restaurant in Frontierland, both serving up some delicious international fare. So if you're just a bit tired of that French fry, you know, go yeah, to those places. Those are great choices. I also like Last Chance Cafe in Frontierland, yes. which unfortunately doesn't uh, have an indoor seating, but they have some great nachos with melted cheddar uh, these days. So um, Oh, yeah. so nice. And that place is the most affordable quick service dining location in the parks. They have mm. the lowest prices. So yeah. I was stocking the menus online. <laughs> and those are all, the Last Chance Cafe was always a bit lower. So it's, yeah. it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> offer any menus. So it's all, yeah. uh, well, separate uh, items that you order. Yeah. So if you want to have fries with your spiced chicken wings, then you have to order those separately. So I'm not sure That's if it's still cheap, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But for a snack, it's a really great place. Yeah, most definitely. Now, this is more of a hack for my American friends than anyone else. You can purchase alcoholic beverages in the parks. Most counter service restaurants serve beer and several table service restaurants have a selection of wine. One thing to note is that you always have to order an alcoholic beverage at the counter service restaurants with a meal. So <laughs> it's not a great place to just go out and get hammered. But <laughs> honestly, if you're looking to do that, why are you in Disneyland Paris? Why are you there? <laughs> there are much more affordable places in Europe to visit if that's your, your ultimate goal. 
But seriously, you guys, if you enjoy a casual alcoholic beverage, it's a really good thing to keep in mind. So you're just your beer with your hamburger. It's yeah. <laughs> Work. yeah. And recently I was surprised to see a little cart at Central Plaza selling champagne uh, in the evening. Uh, so, well, that's something new that they're offering. Yes, I saw that on your Instagram. Ah, oh, yeah. It's so interesting. So could you get the champagne? Did you see with, without any like cookie or something? Just or the champagne. Can you just get yeah. the champagne? You can just uh, get one glass. And nice. I think it was around 10 euros. So score one for the people who are looking <laughs> to get hammered. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, champagne, it's such a nice way to enjoy the park and with your champagne. It's very European. Yeah, I, I love think it. they offer it as, uh, well, <laughs> something uh, <laughs> to do while waiting for illuminations or, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can chat with your friends and family and, uh, well, that's have a very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> So if you forgot to get a restaurant reservation or your trip was super last minute and are really in the mood for a sit-down meal, on a full day you can head right over Disney Village for lunchtime. It's right next to the park, so a five-minute walk max, leaving the turnstiles by foot for those of you who haven't been. And you will 99% of the time be able to get a seat at one of the restaurants in Disney Village since those really don't fill up until the evenings. Oh, and don't forget, if you want to dine at Planet Hollywood and watch the fireworks, it's advisable to make a table reservation so you can make a reservation there. Yeah. This lets you skip the super long queue that starts building up. I mean, sometimes it even goes down those stairs there to the entrance (laughs) (laughs) after the parks close. So I saw lots of folks doing this on my last trip and was very envious as they walked past me. (laughs) Yeah. And for more information about Disney Village restaurants, I would like to refer to our dedicated Disney Village podcast if we recorded back a while. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> that was a really good episode. I really enjoyed recording that and you had some really cool insights. Yeah, so that's the back we have. <laughs> most definitely, yeah. Actually, listen to every episode. Yeah, listen to all our old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I have another tip. Some restaurants are open for breakfast too. Uh, others just open in the afternoon. So be sure to check the opening times via the Disneyland Bears app. Yes. In the park map section, you can activate the restaurant pointers and then click on those restaurants to see opening times, the menu, etc. So one tip here, Victoria's Homestyle Restaurant at the end of Main Street. It's a great place for fresh and homemade treats like uh, coffees, milkshakes, and depending on the season, iced teas or Mickey waffles. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it's a great place and they even have a nice uh, terrace with a a castle view uh, during the summer. But Victoria usually opens at two o'clock and only for the afternoon. But the strange thing is that Victoria is shown on the map in the app, but you cannot click it for any further information. So that's why I wanted to mention it here. Oh, good that you do. That's so odd. They must have not entered the information in their system for some reason there. (laughs) Yeah, and they should open it for, well, lunch, I think. (laughs) Because uh, the Mickey waffles that they had last autumn and winter, I believe, those were really good. So yeah, it's a a pity that they just open at two o'clock. Yeah, and I know lots of folks, they don't even go to a counter service restaurant. They just get a snack here and there throughout Mm -hmm. the day. So that would be a really nice option to add on to that. So if you're listening yeah. to Disneyland Paris, you know, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> and a last tip, uh, Infinity and Magic Plus annual pass holders get a reduction at most restaurants. So that's 10% for Magic Plus and even 15% for Infinity pass holders. And at select restaurants, uh, I think the more uh, expensive ones, <laughs> um, you can also get a free non-alcoholic cocktail when showing your pass to the waiter when being seated. Uh, I got it at Auberge de Sandrion oh, nice. and Silver Spur Steakhouse once. So. Do you recall what kind of cocktail it was? Yeah, it's usually, well, I think some kind of orange juice with some, well, <laughs> a lemonade or some, uh, something. Hmm. But it's not really spectacular, but at <laughs> least it's a, it's a free hey, opening it's drink. Free. Yeah. <laughs> so if you order, well, something else like a Coke and you get your free cocktail with it, then, well, you're done for the whole meal. <laughs> yeah. So, Niels, how do we get around Disneyland Paris? What are our transport options? Yeah. So let's start with arriving by plane <laughs> in the Paris uh, region. So from both Charles de Gaulle and Orly airports, you can travel to most official Disney hotels and partner hotels as well with the Magical Shuttle bus. Check magicshuttle.co.uk for more information and bookings. Charles de Gaulle also has a direct high-speed train connection to the Marne-Lavallee chassis train station that is right in front of the parks. 
And of course, you can take uh, well, a cab or an Uber or even rent a car uh, at, uh, at the airport. As said, there is a train station at Disneyland Paris, so it's a uh, pretty important railway hub for the Paris region and easy uh, to reach. There's also a direct Disneyland Paris Talus high-speed train connection, I think twice a day, from the Netherlands and Belgium, which runs from Amsterdam via Amsterdam Airport, Rotterdam to Antwerp, Brussels South, I believe, and then via Charles de Gaulle to Disneyland Paris. So that's a really fast connection. That's so cool. There's a, a RER Line A station as well, which connects Disneyland Paris to the Paris subway network. And multiple buses stop in front of the station too, while Disney uh, builds a second bus station on the other side of the main hub, uh, close to the uh, Disney Village car parking. So a lot of transportation uh, opportunities there. Yeah, it's well connected. It's really well connected. Yeah, they did a great job there. One more thing I would just like to say about the high-speed train from the airport is this is the quickest way, you guys, if you're line a charter goal, this is the fastest way. If you time your flight right <laughs> to get to Disneyland Paris, <laughs> because it's only a 15 minute ride from Char de Gaulle to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, so super fast, crazy. super fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You cannot uh, do that by car uh, <laughs> in just 15 minutes. No. no. So for people who drive to Disneyland Paris, uh, there are multiple options to park their vehicle at the parking of the official Disneyland Paris hotels and partner hotels uh, for free or at the main parking of Disneyland Paris. But there's also uh, a parking garage in uh, Disney Village. So usually uh, the hotel parkings are included in your stay. And Disney also offers free shuttle bus from most hotels while not really needed as you can also make a nice walk <laughs> to the parks, except for the Disney Nature Resort, which are the Davy Crockett Ranch and uh, Village Nature, which don't have uh, any shuttle uh, services. The main Disneyland Paris parking opens at 7.30 a.m. and it closes 30 minutes after park closing. And I think you can access the parking latest one hour before the park closes. So keep that in mind. Costs are around 30 euros a day or 45 uh, <laughs> when you're with a camper. <laughs> and after 4 p.m. there's a, a reduced rate if you want you uh, want to park well just for a Disney Village visit or an evening show, for example. And when you want to have the luxury to park in one of the front rows, you can buy a Disney Parking Plus ticket for 45 euros. So that's pretty expensive. But Not <laughs> also that pricey. <laughs> you have to, yeah, but you have the front row. <laughs> yeah. The Disney Village parking garage is a bit cheaper. They charge per hour, but the maximum day rate is 25 euros, I believe. So yeah, it's cheaper, but it's also closer to the parks and Disney Village, of course. So yeah. that would be my uh, suggestion. Uh, yeah. Annual pass holders and official Disney hotel guests park for free at the main parking, although Discovery annual pass holders need to purchase a 60 euro car park add-on first. Infinity pass holders uh, have an extra perk as they can make use of a privileged car park area, which are the spots closest to the parks as well. To conclude uh, this section, I would like to mention five quick practical tips. <laughs> there are lockers at the train station um, if you need to well, <laughs> have your stuff uh, secured and don't want to uh, bring it uh, to the parks. And Disneyland Paris also offers a charged guest storage uh, service just outside the parks. And guest storage is free of charge for Infinity uh, Pass holders. If you need to rent a wheelchair or a stroller, you can do so from the rental points at Town Square in the Disneyland Park or close to the studio services in the Walt Disney Studios Park. The charge is 25 to 30 euros a day. And if you want to use it outside the park, like in Disney Village, it's possible, but you need to pay a deposit of 50 euros then. Infinity Pass holders can get uh, this service for free, uh, by the way. If you travel with a cat or dog, <laughs> then uh, you can also make use of the animal care center at the main parking. This is uh, well a charged service and it doesn't include walking your dog, so you have to do that yourself. And they can feed your animal on request, but I believe you have to bring your own uh, pet food. But uh, it's a possibility if you really have to take your cat or dog. It's an emergency, you guys. (laughs) It's an emergency, yeah. (laughs) Or maybe if you're traveling to some other vacation destination with your pet and just make a stop at Disneyland Paris for a day, then, well, it might be uh, an option for you, yeah. Also good to know, before you can enter the main hub, Disney Village or the parks, you have to go through security, which includes a bag check, usually with a scan. And your bags and suitcases will also be scanned when entering most Disney hotels. This could cause quite a delay on busy days, so just be aware of that. 
And to conclude, number five, Magic Plus and Infinity Annual Pass holders can access both parks via a special entrance to save some time at the busy moments. Ooh, VIP! Yeah. <laughs> so at the studios, it's the entrance at the far left, and at Disneyland Park, it's also on the left uh, next to the main building. So um, yeah, it's not something that Disney really communicates when you get your annual pass, but it's a nice perk. Definitely good to know. Yeah. It save, can save you a lot of time. Exactly. So That lady in front of you trying to scan her ticket for the 10th time and not work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So there was a lot of information. <laughs> Anything to add here, uh, Eric? Uh, not really. You covered it so well, Niels. The, the one thing, I haven't been there in so long with my own car. The, the way we usually travel there is by Uber. So that's just one more option to consider when getting around. In France, they do have Uber available. Mm-hmm. I know not in all European countries that's the case. So like, for example, you're in Germany, we don't have Uber here. Ah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of so we landed in Orly last time and we paid around 35 euro for our Uber and that was pretty much really close to what we would have paid with the Magical Express as well. So we honestly mm-hmm. just decided to go with the Uber option in that case. Just yeah. depending on where you're located and how you're trying to get there, it's just worth comparing the price perhaps if that's something that's relevant yeah. to you and it, it might be just as expensive or cost effective as taking the bus or just depending on the size of your party so just definitely check out the but it's more flexible and also private definitely yeah yeah i mean they took us right to our hotel right we didn't have any stops along the way we didn't have to walk there from disney village it was super convenient so yeah which magical shuttle has indeed yeah i guess it stops at every disney hotel or (laughs) some partner hotels as well so yeah. yeah so they can drive right up to the very front of the hotel you don't have to get up Security is available at every Disney hotel, so they check your car. They open they open the trunk of the Uber, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah, always kind of funny. True. So, but then they let you through to the front, and uh, you can just get off right there. And you've got the lobby there, and it's super convenient. Yeah. So make sure to have your reservation details ready um, to show to the security uh, when approaching your uh, Disney hotel. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely helpful. Although sometimes I've had this happen where the guy just yells, "I'm just an Uber in French," and they're like, "Okay, whatever," and they let him through. So. <laughs> Okay. It just depends on what kind of security guard you have that day. Yeah. <laughs> so some practical tips. My first practical tip for you guys is to be sure to bring a bit of cash, some euros, some moolah, some paper, <laughs> just in case. So pretty much all places will accept credit cards. However, I've had a few experiences where the card reader wasn't working, especially in the smaller snack carts where they have one, but for some reason it just wasn't working running properly. So it's always good to have a backup if you're craving that amazing Mickey waffle or popcorn or whatever they're serving up. So (laughs) keep that in mind. Yeah, Yeah. And there are some uh, ATMs in the parks too. So yeah, definitely. uh, You can always get some cash. Well, at least as, uh, (laughs) as long as the ATMs are working, but <laughs> I've, I've looked up the uh, locations of the ATMs and there's one in Discoveryland next to Buzz Lightyear, one in Adventureland at the Cool Post, one in the Discovery Arcade on the right side of Main Street. Oh, and convenient. in the studios, it's only one next mm-hmm. to Restaurant Des Stars. And I think you can find one in Disney Village, mm-hmm. close to the Steakhouse in the far end. And I guess Train Station also has an ATM, but... Well, they're limited, so yeah. you have to look for them. I mean, when you pass by one, it's worth just getting out a couple of euros, 50 euros, yeah. whatever suits your budget, just just in case. Exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Would also suggest bringing or purchasing a lanyard. That way you have quick access to your park tickets, fast passes, and you don't have to go cramming around in your wallet every time you need to get out one or the other, especially if you have a fast pass ultimate that you purchased and you're using the fast pass queue a lot. It's super convenient because you have to show one, a bracelet that they put around your arm and two, the fast pass ticket. So there's a lot of wallet going in and out of the pants <laughs> if you don't have a lanyard with <laughs> yeah. you. So it's, it's worth getting one. Could be easy and it looks nice too. <laughs> it looks cool too. They've got some really amazing themed lanyards on properties so you can get it with your favorite Disney character. There are a lot of options to choose from. And you can start uh, collecting pins. Oh uh, my gosh, that's true. <laughs> and put them yes, on the lanyard. Yes, it's so cute. <laughs> If you're staying at either the Hotel Santa Fe or the Hotel Cheyenne, you don't have to visit the often super crazy full Starbucks over at Disney Village, but each of your respective hotels has their own little Starbucks near the lobby. Also, sometimes it's just as quick walking to Disneyland Paris or Disney Village on foot as it would be waiting for the next shuttle bus, especially if it's just like left right in front of your face. You might as well just take the little walk. 
I also have a few listener hacks. So thank you, you guys, for sending those in. These are really cool. A lot of these I didn't know. So at DLP Town Square writes, Small World has the best air conditioning of all the attractions. This is my top tip of the day. So yeah, if it's a really hot day outside, <laughs> that air conditioning can save your life. <laughs> yeah, and it's a long ride too, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, so enjoy that song and the air conditioning even more. <laughs> Herbert from at DLP Celebration writes, Hi Eric, here are my tips to get the most out of a Disneyland Paris trip. If you're staying at a Disney hotel and have a meal plan, Make sure to book your breakfast in the park's restaurants after 10 o'clock in advance. Then be parked before the beginning of the extra magic hours. Calculate a bit more time for the security gate. Extra magic hours are the most valuable time you have in the park as the queues are short. But beware, <laughs> if you want to do Peter Pan's or Crusher's Coaster, head right to that attraction as these two queues fill up very quickly. That's very true. We mentioned that. Yeah. Yep. Do rides like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril or Big Thunder Mountain late in the evening when people start to fill the hub and wait for illuminations. Yeah, that's a really good tip. People do those. Yeah. Those queues drop shortly before illumination starts and during the show, of course. The queues are... Yeah. And if you have the chance to, well, be on Big Thunder Mountain, and while the well the fireworks oh, yes. are going on then that's a great view from the well the top uh, top it's hill it's so magical <laughs> yeah especially if you're going up the lift hill and you have a moment to enjoy yeah. oh, it's, it's it's magical yeah it truly is <laughs> the queues are much shorter and the ride experience is much better yeah <laughs> very true herbert especially the view from these two coasters onto the fireworks is amazing okay so there he he knows he knows he knows the insider tips when disneyland park is very crowded use the rainway as an express route so herbert's talking about the arcades here you guys it starts at the liberty arcades runs through four tom's stroke right into adventureland entrance besides the exit of la passage de aladdin <laughs> the way is interrupted by the character meeting point with the magic lamp and runs all the way up to peter pan's flight yeah best magical wishes from herbert of dlp celebration so thank you so much herbert yeah those are definitely some excellent excellent hacks and it's good to keep the arcades in general in mind because it does tend to rain every once in a while in paris <laughs> <laughs> and this is a great way to get around and stay dry Cohen from at co at Kown. I think it's I think he's Dutch I think it's Kuhn <laughs> thank you Niels <laughs> sorry Cohen <laughs> Cohen from not sure but Kuhn. I think it's Kuhn okay Cohen you let me know later on <laughs> tired or warm a relaxing ride on the Molly Brown that barely ever has a wait time Traveling with kids are too tired to stand up. On the first floor, there's a beautiful room where you can sit, relax, and enjoy the view. That's so true. The Molly Brown is such a relaxing experience. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, yeah that sounds really indeed. nice. Yeah. Niels, is there anything else you would like to add? Any last hacks? Yeah, I have some, uh, some left. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the most important practical tip, well, at least for me, is to stay at Disneyland Paris for multiple days, especially when it's your first time. Uh, the parks could be pretty crowded and shows, nighttime spectaculars, parades, uh, need some planning. But you also uh, need your time to actually feel the magic of the park. So don't rush, don't let the crowds make you upset. Also do the smaller uh, rides and take your time to dine, rest in between, meet some characters. Maybe redo your favorites. So it's really worth considering a longer stay. And if you're in need of a hotel, most definitely please listen to the Air Magique Hotels episode. <laughs> we uh, recorded back a while, but uh, yeah, it's well worth visiting a couple of days. I also have a tip for guests with disabilities or special needs. As Disneyland Paris offers uh, dedicated accessibility park maps with detailed information of which attractions are suitable for a range of uh, disabilities. Yeah, so those are really, really great. Yeah, I have a direct link to the map, so maybe we can put those in the show notes. Most definitely. As it's good to be aware of well, the possibilities if you well have a disability or a special need. And there's also the possibility to request an access card or sometimes referred to as a green card, which you can request at City Hall in the Disneyland Park or at Studio Services, uh, Walt Disney Studios which provides faster access and, and also helps accessing some of the attractions, usually via the wheelchair entrance or exit of the rides. And I was told that Disney is very strict in uh, providing access cards. So if the disability or need isn't that obvious, make sure to bring the right documentation from your medical specialist. Otherwise, they won't give you the card. Mm. <laughs> but do some research yeah, if you're in this uh, category um, uh, before traveling to the parks. And 
And maybe one last thing, <laughs> gift cards. As something completely different as Disneyland Paris also sells gift cards in well, most of the uh, larger shops. And it could be a nice present for a Disney fan, of course, but uh, it's also an original way to give your little ones the opportunity to buy their own souvenir. And well, you can keep the plastic card uh, as a souvenir <laughs> as well. The gift cards can be used for park tickets and also be used in most Disney operated restaurants and shops. So a uh, lot of ways to spend it. That's such a cute idea. And the kids have, yeah, yeah you yeah. can be like, here's, you know, 20 euros, spend it on what you like. And then the... They have the the freedom of choosing how they would like <laughs> to spend that. That's such a cool. That's such a cool idea. Yeah, most definitely. Wow, I think we got lots of good hacks out there. Now they're out there in the world. <laughs> Not secret anymore. Actually, you guys don't share this with anybody. Just kidding. Share it with everybody you know. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this podcast and then delete it. <laughs> no evidence. No evidence at all. But Niels, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your amazing super secret hacks. <laughs> you guys, make sure to follow Niels on Instagram under at Capturing Disney Parks. He posts seriously the most amazing photos and he posts them so often and they're so great. You feel like you're almost at the parks when you're following his Instagram. I love it. On Twitter under at Cap Disney Parks and check out his website, CapturingDisneyParks.com, where he's also got these amazing Disney Spotlights, where I actually did one a while back, which is this really cool series where he interviews Disney bloggers, Instagrammers, just all these cool Disney folks. It's a great way to get to know more Disney people and explore the community. So I think it's a really cool thing that you're doing there, Niels. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to, well, connect the community and, and indeed, uh, well, put some <laughs> other interesting accounts in the spotlight and meet uh, the people um, behind the account. So uh, yeah, that's what I like to do. Most definitely. Well, and thanks for having me. It was my pleasure to, well, be on the show again. And I think we've touched a lot of interesting things here so i'm happy to be on the show once more and um, see if we uh, can provide more uh, interesting uh, hacks or tips <laughs> <laughs> most definitely Niels. i'll talk to you real soon and thank you again so much <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> bye bye, -bye. <laughs> Air Magic is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. This episode is not sponsored. All promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. 